real estate investors from Florida, Georgia, and Texas. There's a big online event this coming October that you shouldn't miss. Discover new techniques on how to grow your business and thrive in the middle of the crisis in no time. Just simply go to www.realestateiq.co summit and sign up today. Thank you guys for joining us and uh, we have another week's of uh, real estate investing hot trend. Really cool show here today. Uh, this is our agenda. We'll spend the first 10 minutes doing introduction. Then we'll uh, go over this week's hot trend. Uh, if you were with us last week, you probably remember that we talked about um, kind of the uh, how to do a workplace from we learned that from Shirley. And I also started uh, organizing my, uh, uh, my kind of filing system, I guess, uh, after seeing Pedro's uh, system. So we wanted to have him back to share with us more of the system because I actually need to work on it this weekend. So uh, thank you, Pedro, for being here and being our guest. My pleasure. And then we'll, uh, we'll finish with the online networking. Okay, uh, vision. Okay, so I think everything that we do, we want to uh, always share the vision. There's this book called What It Takes, and we're reading that at our Successful Habits Book Club every Wednesday. I encourage everybody to join. Pedro is in the book club too. And uh, the book called What It Takes is written by the CEO of Blackstone, which is a billion dollar hedge fund. So think about this, right? The hedge fund is, uh, is spend, is, they are sitting on top of a billion uh, or billions of dollars. You know, this person is acting, he's the head of that organization. So he is thinking like a billionaire. So it's a, these are billionaire uh, habits and um, uh, a mindset. We want to learn from them. So uh, one of the things that he did, I, I uh, realized doing very well in the introduction is talking about what Blackstone is all about, their mission, right? Uh, where all, you know, everything is about purpose, um, purpose-driven leadership. We want to show a really good purpose, right? We, you know, anytime you want to motivate a group of folks uh, to achieve something big, you want to show the purpose and the vision. Uh, so I guess this is, you know, it resonates a lot with me because we've been doing this, you know, we're, we're learning how, how we should be doing it. Uh, okay, so going back here about the vision of this club, uh, you know, we have this, this pandemic and we're still in the beginning of feeling all those ripple effects. You know, a um, couple of days ago, I went out for a run in the neighborhood and a lot of the restaurants are closed. And this is one of the busiest, oops, Excuse me, this is one of the busier uh, uh, places around Dallas, and the strip is like halfway uh, close. Uh, and you have a lot of uh, restaurants that have longer staying power that are still staying in business. But, you know, there's so many things that we can learn and share. So uh, anything that we do, as long as you're positioning yourself for any trends that's coming, it doesn't matter if it's up market, down market, uh, lukewarm market, you can always do very well if you stay on top of the trends. 
Uh, so we have been talking about uh, uh, a couple of the previous um, uh, topics. I think I'll share about it uh, in a little bit. But we uh, are here, you know, who are we? We are a technology and data company and we're really focused on work from home automated systems. So think about this, working from home is a big trend. A lot of people now have the habit of working from home. They don't want to really want to go back to work. <laughs> My wife is like, man, if we have to go back to work, you know, I don't get to uh, stay at home and spend more time with the baby. I have to be commuting. So I think uh, we're creating a really a new habit in this society. Uh, we covered that uh, a couple weeks ago too. Uh, automation, very big trend. With automation, we can uh, create a business that doesn't take as much of our time. Uh, and then we can uh, invest that time in the most, uh, I guess, important things. Uh, so I think automation is, you know, it's just fantastic. So uh, our mission is to empower your journey to freedom and success. Uh, there's a, a concept I just re learned recently it is called spiritual, uh, a spiritual capitalist. Let me repeat this, a spiritual capitalist. So it is a, a capitalist, right? Somebody that are, um, you know, everything is, if you're not doing things for profit, if you're doing things for nonprofit, things tend to be slower. And as entrepreneurs, we want to be, we want to at least learn how to be a, a capitalist because the bigger the capitalist we, we are, the bigger our business grows, I think. Um, uh, but at the same time, profit for profit's sake is, uh, is not the goal, right? We, just, we don't want to just make money. You know? We have to use uh, the resources that we create and inject it into something very useful, very humanitarian. Uh, because we are human beings, we want to uh, uh, help uh, everybody and help our fellow humans um, and help everybody do well. So um, uh, I, I realize we have a little bit of that here uh, in our mission is that we see a lot of uh, entrepreneurs uh, and they're trying to find freedom and success. We also have a lot of investors that are also finding freedom and success. So if we can help everybody reach their goal, then real estate I too can also become very successful, right? We can achieve that goal. Uh, as the company grows, we can, in, uh, we can invest into more humanitarian uh, missions. Um, we've been featuring nonprofits in our newsletters. Um, we, we stopped recently and uh, we're gonna add it back. We also have uh, a book recommendations. I think we stopped a little bit, I don't know why, uh, for a couple of months. So we're making sure it gets back. Um, and, uh, and then now we have a really cool kind of community that we're building that we're also always trying to improve and grow. Uh, and we want to help each other grow. And, and, you know, as we're experiencing in the book club and also in this event, it's just so, it feels so warm. It's like, it's like a community. We're, we're building our own community. So enjoy very much. Thanks for being here. Um, and we want to keep building this community and keep growing uh, bigger for all the like-minded people. Okay, so our core value and culture is very important. Uh, so uh, we want to bring together a group of very like-minded people and we are, if we're all pursuing the same goals, and I think that's, that creates a lot of happiness and joy in life. If we're doing things uh, that we love to do, 
we hang out with the people we love hanging out with, um, and we make a living, a very nice living, or keep uh, upping our lifestyle doing it, uh, life is good. Uh, so here, uh, very important, growth-oriented, we're always trying to grow, always improving. Every single day, improving little by little, and uh, you are going to, we're going to become uh, a stronger and stronger human being in our mindset and how we think. Uh, I would say that, um, you know, uh, I started being a corporate employee, right? And I didn't know, I guess, a lot of uh, how to be successful. Uh, until we jumped into this and then we had to learn how to become very successful um, and reading a lot of books and stuff. And I think uh, over the years, our, our perception of world changes and uh, everything becomes so, so much easier. Um, so, you know, I guess always growing, very nice. Uh, then we have a champion mindset. Uh, it's about achieving, you know, it's about teamwork. Um, and also, I want to share that uh, I, I just watched the, uh, what's that show again? The Last Dance. I shared this uh, yesterday too. Uh, it's about the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan, and they won six championships in the 90s. And uh, this Last Dance is about uh, their championship run in their last year. And in that final game, right, it was game six, Chicago against uh, Utah Jazz. And uh, Michael Jordan made this game-winning iconic shot that I think uh, uh, everyone uh, uh, remember is still being replayed all the time uh, on TV. Uh, and he said to his coach Jackson that um, you know that's what he said. I didn't give up. I knew it. I didn't give up. I didn't give up. And I think that's so important because I think uh, uh, the Bulls were. Quite a, quite a few baskets down, and he scores their last few baskets and, and made it happen. It's like, wow. Uh, uh, very, very inspiring. And then finally, uh, integrity. Extremely, extremely important. You know, we're all long-term players. Uh, it's about doing the right things at all times. And by believing all these core cultures, all these core values, I think we have a really strong community and culture where everybody is doing things uh, really well. Uh, and we love working with each other. Um, and I think it's a good community. Um, okay, I don't want, I always uh, uh, want to elaborate a little bit about, about integrity, but I think we're kind of short on time. Uh, but I guess kind of the key thing is, you know, it's, it's uh, the golden rule, right? Uh, do unto others, what's the right way to say it? Uh, Pedro, could you please? Yes, do unto others as you want done unto you. Yeah, that's it. That's integrity. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so we have our automated systems here. Deal analysis, analyze deals, right? Uh, uh, the beginning stage for any kind of, uh, I guess, learning in, in real estate investing is analysis. You know, it's the basis, it's the building block of everything. Uh, so, uh, so that's the first, uh, first tier. We also have a deal finding uh, suite. Helps you find a lot of these motivated seller leads and um, uh, if, you know, the key here is we're giving $5,000 of value every single month in terms of data, and we're giving it for under 200 bucks a month. You know, we're talking about 10 times value, 10x value, always give 10x values. And then we have premium that skip traces all these uh, motivated sellers, um, and we uh, skip trace all of them in bulk. And then we sell it to you at 
a, a fraction of the price. So uh, um, I, I think these three are very good uh, value-added products for everybody. Uh, Brent Mott, he said that uh, he used to have to pay over $1,000 a month for the premium. And now, you know, it's just a fraction. And then finally, we don't have this here, and I'm going to share with you because it's a sneak peek, is that we're re releasing a CRM, our first CRM based on Podio, and now you can route all these leads automated to a CRM that manages all the leads. It's going to save you a lot of time. And Joseph, our CTO, is adding all these uh, plugins. So now you can automate <coughs> a big part of your business. Uh, and so, uh, you know, every single thing that we, uh, we want to release, we want to help you improve your productivity so you make more money. Hot Trend, join our community. We have a community to represent our community. Uh, and here we want to invite everybody to join and become a member. We have all kinds of stuff here, you know. There's a lot of events that's happening in the entire real estate investment community. We're just a part of it. Please join the whole community uh, and we are putting a lot of events together. Uh, you know, there's a lot of mar uh, subject matter experts, you know, we want to connect everybody together. Uh, because if we have a very strong community, we're going to do so well uh, as the economy uh, continues to, to uh, do a little bit of, of this here. You know, the stronger our community is, uh, the more successful everybody's going to be. That's all it is. It's about the strength of our community. Uh, we're also uh, uh, sharing a lot of passive investment opportunities. So you want to join this, go ahead and fill out this form. Um, and uh, I guess that's my introduction. Uh, uh, I'm going to pass the mic to Shirley. And then Shirley, you can introduce uh, Pedro. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Eve. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. So, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So, just a disclaimer that all our information presented is just for educational purposes only, and we don't offer investment, financial, or legal advice. Well, our um, topic for this week is actually something we picked up from last week, which was a very good um, idea. And uh, for last week, by the way, we have discussed about, you know, uh, improving or revamping your home office setup. So I've actually already added on a few things to my home office. I'm right next to a window with uh, better lighting. And this week, though, because um, we had such a good talk last week when um, during our online networking, we decided to have uh, that into our topic this week and how to, or a guide to organize your records. And we have our guest speaker, Pedro Rodriguez, on the line. And so Pedro is uh, a founder of Par19 LLC. All right, used to be a banker with uh, Chase. And do you have anything more to add, um, Pedro, about yourself? Well, basically, uh, I was a banker in New York, you know, on Wall Street. I spent 25 years with uh, between Citibank and JP Morgan Chase. 
I was doing commercial lending. And when I was with Citibank, I was in charge of representing the bank at the UN. All the Latin American uh, countries, I used to manage you know, their embassy at the UN. And then I went back to Chase and in 2005, Chase relocated me to Texas and the rest is history. Uh, I came here because I came into uh, Texas for a couple of business meetings in 2004. I went right back and said, I want to relocate. And I want to go right into Texas. And within six months, the bank relocated me over here. And that was 2005. And then in 2007, I established my real estate uh, business. You know, and I've been doing real estate business all along. And it's basically because early in my career, I learned that when you're employed, you will eventually, voluntarily or involuntarily, start receiving that paycheck. And that paycheck has been giving you a nice quality of life. But what happens when that paycheck disappears? Okay. Well, I needed to establish a passive income to be able to increase it high enough so that it will meet my payroll uh, pay and my quality of life will continue to be the same. No, and fortunately, you know, I've been out of banking for the past five years. And during those five years, I put three children uh, through college. I send them abroad to live uh, in Europe and study. They've been traveling all over the world. And now they're gainfully employed and I'm still here. Oh, that's fantastic. I think it's, um, uh, now you have full control of uh, what you can make. There's no ceiling. Exactly. There's yes. Really no ceiling. I think it's it's wonderful. Just want to comment on on Shirley's uh, background. Yeah, I think this is just so cool because every single time after a hot trend, I always improve my life. You know, I think it's wonderful. Okay, uh, Pedro, pass the back back to you. And I'm so excited about what Pedro's going to share today. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we can implement it right away. So, Pedro, I'm going to share my screen so you can can uh, continue from there. All right, go ahead. Yes. Well, first of all, before I begin, I want to be able just to uh, say, Steve, thank you. Thank you to you and the Real Estate IQ community for creating such a productive, enlightening, and fruitful uh, experience you know, for the whole community. And I'm thankful to be part of it I have enjoyed all the benefits. I enjoy the services, uh, and I'm actually been getting very good results by using all the listing that is provided. That is so well organized, you know, on a silver platter. So it works out very well. So I want to first of all thank you, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to also share and make a small contribution to our community and how we can actually improve and do better. So it's all about getting better and growing every single day. Uh, my topic today is going to be on organizing uh, your records. Okay. And as I was actually thinking about this just now, it just brought me back memories, you know, because when I was graduating from college, actually before I even went to college, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. However, I uh, didn't know what business to go into. So I said, you know something, let me go into banking because banking is a revolving door of all the businesses. I'm gonna learn all about the, all the other businesses and then I will select one and go into it. 
Well, it so happened that I actually made banking my career, you know, uh, but I always had that instant of the entrepreneurial spirit of just being able to have my own company. And thankfully, I made the transition from banking into real estate. The same thing now happened uh, with uh, this organization of the records. I didn't know, when I started my business, I didn't know how to organize myself. I was looking at a different programs, different ways of doing things, and I couldn't find anything that was satisfactory to me. So what did I do? I did the same thing I did 40 years back. I created one, you know, and hopefully I will be able to grow this one and perhaps even outgrow it into something bigger that I find later on. But in the meantime, I created something so that I'll be able to keep track and be organized. Now in terms of records, hey, uh, in order to be able to have good record keeping, you need to be able to obtain a file cabinet, okay? And in the file cabinet, if you have more than one company, which I do, I have a second LLC, then you have two file cabinets, one for each company. And then within each company, you're gonna go into the drawers and create a folder. In this particular case, it's I mean real estate, I created a different folder for every property that I owned. And I keep everything systematically organized. Okay. Now, you could select different ways of formatting and arranging your folders. Okay. If you have several, several houses, you know, you can say, I'm going I'm to organize them by division, by subdivisions, by zip code, by city, by county, by state. You know, I personally organize mine uh, by a mapping. So I go into, if you go like into MapQuest and you add locations from one location to the other, well, I always, I say, okay, I begin with one, the furthest one in Galveston, and then I go up and all along, then I actually have all my companies and all my houses in the same fashion. So I can actually travel or all, all through my uh, cities by looking at the address of every, of every house that I have. So but once you organize yourself in whichever format you want, it's just easy for you to be able to remember. Then you go on to the next step, which is <clears throat> arranging the actual folders, okay? Within the subdivisions or the zip codes or the city or the state or county, you wanna be able to arrange your houses by street number, by street name or the location, as I indicated before. It makes it very easy so that when you go in, it's almost like going alphabetically, but you have to select a way so that when you're going to open your drawer, you know exactly which house to go to by knowing where it actually is located because you have already established a system by which you're going to arrange them. Within each folder, keep the following information. Okay? Uh, all receipts from the services and material that you purchase. You keep it inside an envelope because it's easier not to be uh, all over the folder itself. It all is organized within one envelope, all the receipts for the respective categories as maintenance, repair, and anything else that you like or that you have to pay for. Now you also keep utility receipts. And what I do is sometimes uh, 
it may happen to you that you send the check and then the check comes back and they actually make it uh, electronic and you really can't tell or see who was the receiving to and you look at your statement. I actually make a copy of the receipt with the check. So now I know the check number and the actual check that I sent to for a particular utility or any other payment. Uh, then I actually take the declaration page of the insurance policy uh, and copy of the checks because it's quick references and I know which check goes to what company and what property. Uh, the real estate tax payments, you know, with copy of the checks again, you know, it's also good. And I make uh, copies of the first two pages of leases, sales contract, because I want to be able to have a quick reference to it if I pull the file itself, as well as the correspondence. You want to be able to have all the correspondence related to each house in its folder so that you can have quick reference to it. Now behind all the properties that I have, okay, I also organize additional folders, you know, and these I keep, you know, credit cards, bank statements, form letters. You know, every time I get a letter from an investor that is telling me, you know, that they want to buy my house, you know, uh, and letters that I actually create on my own, I make a copy and I put it on that form. So it's a form letter. So this way, if I want to be sending a campaign, you know, uh, I can just go back to those letters and take a little bit of each and make one that is very productive. You know, a, call, a folder for the colors. You know, I have several houses, so I paint them. Well, guess what? Have anything happened to you when you actually go and two years later you want to retouch the uh, paint because they dented, they scratched it and everything else? Well, try having fun taking it and mashing it. No, I actually have a label with the paint. So all I need to do is just go to whether it be Home Depot or uh, Lowe's, wherever I bought it, I bring my label, they make perfectly uh, color match because it's actually the same page, the same color, and the formula is all the same. So that really works out very well. Uh, the W-2 forms for all the people that I actually hire, uh, education, every time that I go and pay for any education that I take, whether it be I buy a book or whether I attend a seminar or pay for anything that is education related, I put the full and the receipt right into that education. And then interest income, interest expense, you know, tolls and parking expenses. I have a folder for each. But this way, when I have to com compile everything to do an year-end uh, document, it's a piece of cake. Now, <clears throat> obtaining uh, the three ring binder for each property is really important because your file cabinet should be your operating uh, manual. I mean, this is where you're going to be doing the things that are continuously changing, you know, all the receipts, the paint, color, uh, and the like. But you want to have a three four punch binder to have the information that <clears throat> you don't need on a daily basis or even weekly basis, you know, such as your D in closing documents, your surveying, your leases and renewals, contracts, warranties, <clears throat> insurance policy, and the like. Now you have the whole policy and everything all in one binder with subdivisions so that you can easily have access to it just at a glance. Now, <clears throat> I'm gonna say something about leases, okay? 
uh, all my leases expire June 30th. Okay. And I was saying to myself, when will be the best time to have all your leases come uh, due? And I came up with June 30th. The reason why I came with June 30th to make it uh, uh, expire, regardless of when it starts. So it can be 12 months, nine months, or 18 months, but they're all gonna end on June 30th. And the reason why I do that is because it's the best season to release your property. School is out, there's a lot of movement, people are willing to move a lot easier. So therefore, if they happen to move out, it's easier for people, whether they have kids, they don't wanna have their kids out of school in the middle of the year and going to another school. So June 30th is actually a really good time. And I have all my leases, so that means that by the end of this month, I will be sending extension notices to all my tenants. And it works out really well. <clears throat> Great. Oh, we have a question from one of our participants. He's asking, are these standalone folders or a set for each property? It's a set for each property. And let me just give you an idea yeah, so you that can you can visualize us. it. Please. Okay. okay. This is my folder for 2020, I mean for 2020. And it has a folder for each of the properties. And then it has a folder for my credit cards, uh, education, uh, oh. <laughs> and all the like. So in one single box, I have my entire portfolio well organized. And I have one of these for every year. Actually, I'm not so, sure if this picture is the right one that you were referring to. Is that the three ring binder? The three ring, there are two things <clears throat> that are that we need to understand. The box with all the folders are for your operations, running your operations. This is where you're gonna keep every uh, property with the receipts, you know, payment receipt that you, uh, that you give or payment receipt that you actually get for any services that are rendered. Okay, the three binders is for information that you don't need to have it available on a weekly, daily, or monthly basis. You know, if you have your lease and you put it in there, you don't have to touch that lease. You don't want to go back to it uh, until the following the following year. So you don't want to clutter your uh, folders with information that are not necessary. You yeah. know, you have a contract. You don't want to have your contract in the binder. You want to have your contract in, in the folder. You want to have your contract in the binder because this way you can actually see. The binder is for information that you don't need on a weekly, daily, or monthly basis. Yeah, uh, Pedro, if, would, uh, if I can try to uh, kind of paraphrase uh, what you're saying is that the ones in the, in the folders are the ones that you need very often. It's usually active uh, projects that you're working on. Yes. And, uh, and the ring, you know, these binders are kind of for uh, the, uh, the, these binders are for the properties that you already own, but you don't need to look at all the time. It just, you know, it keeps everything organized. But so everything from your flip, if you're going to keep that flip, you're going to uh, condense it over time to something like this folder you put away. If it's yours, you put it away. <laughs> yes, because the binder with a three-hole puncher is for information that you don't need on a daily basis, you know. 
and you want to be able to just when you're doing your taxes you don't need your binder you just need the folder because the folder is going to have all the income and expenses oh, okay okay got it should we proceed yes okay now uh under documents this is now transferring uh your information from the binder and the folders into your computer <laughs> so on you go into your hard drive under documents and you create a folder for every company that you own so in this particular case i have a, I have a, a folder that says part 19 llc now <clears throat> under each folder there's sub uh, folders for every property that I own. So it'll be part 19, then you have, you know, ABC company, XYZ company, and the like. They are stuck right under the company. Now, under each name for every property, you have additional subfolders. And that's what you're going to have copies of all the things that are related to that particular property, okay? And you have your taxes, your insurance, maintenance, repairs, scope of work, all of that. What you do is you scan them. You scan them into your computer and then transfer them and save them under the respective folder and under the respective category under each folder. So this way, when I go in and I look at, I own Five Door Pelican String, okay? When I have my folder under Five Door Pelican String, then I have another subfolder for utilities. Now I know uh, my gas bills, my electric bill, my water bill, okay? I have one for insurance, another subfolder. There I have my uh, wing policy, my hazard policy, my flood policy. Then I have another subfolder for taxes. ISD, county, MUD, any special assessment. So this way I got, I categorize everything very, very clearly and very well detailed so that when I need to have access to anything, I can just know exactly as a thumbnail and go to the precise location. And when you actually scan everything, you know, because especially when you have receipts, if you buy receipt, you know, if you buy materials at Home Depot, or Lowe's, or any other, the receipts that they give you is legible, but it has a very short uh, lifespan. If you actually have that receipt for three, four, or five years, and you go back to it, it's going to be completely blank. And if you're going to get audited you're gonna most likely get audited on a tax return four or five years back or so, whatever. So you wanna be able to have those receipts legible. That's why you scan them. When you scan them, every time you print them, it's like brand new. And if you have to send any information to anybody, it's very easy because all you have to do is just attach whatever document from any folder, any property, in any subfolder within the property and send it to anybody else that you want to share it with. 
So that works out really, really well, you know. And by doing this, you actually have a situation that is very easy, you know, very command. The key to this is establishing the system. Most importantly is keeping up with the system. Mm. You know, so you need to be able to designate whether you want to do it weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, but not later than monthly. Just go in, scan all your documents, and put it in the respective folder. Uh, and it coincides very well because you can choose to make payments. Let's say you do it bi bi-weekly on the 15th and on the 30th. Well, that's be easy because it coincides with the payments. You know, so any payment that is due between the 15th and the 30th, you pay it from the 1st to the 15th. Any payments that is due uh, from the 1st to the 15th, at the end of the month, you pay it from the 15th to the 30th. So you're always ahead. So you're doing it twice a month, all your payments. Then that's be a good time to be able just to I finish paying it. I scan it, I send it in, and I'm done. Can I share something? Yes. Uh, listening to uh, what you're sharing, uh, Pedro, a um, uh, couple of things. I want to share, share a couple of things. Uh, have you guys heard of Marie Kondo? Oh, yeah. I have read her books. <laughs> well, Marie Kondo is a Japanese lady that teaches people how to organize their lives. You know, keep, you know, everything about your life, right? And uh, what we're seeing with Pedro here is how to organize, how to like Marie Kondo your, uh, your real estate investment business, you know, organization. It's so important. You know, I started organizing uh, the household uh, a little bit more with, uh, with this. Uh, after reading the book, uh, he also has a, uh, she also has a Netflix show. Um, and I started doing this uh, for our lives and everything's become uh, much easier because when you you're organized, it's very easy to find stuff that you need. Uh, and I think that's so important. And uh, what Pedro has shown here is it's like a, uh, a very, very good example of what it's like to be very productive, but it also takes time to, to maintain it. So it takes a little bit of work to save you tons of work. Well, the thing is that you want to be productive, okay? And you are most productive when you have the least amount of things in your head. Yeah. So if everything is organized so that you know that you have access to any information out of your fingertip, it's you're, you are a lot more relaxed. If you're more relaxed, you're less stressed. If you're less stressed, you think more clearly and you become more productive. Correct. And uh, uh, so within our audience, I'm, I'm sure we have uh, folks that are just starting and then there are also uh, folks that are very advanced. Uh, what Pedro is doing here is very advanced. So uh, it's about slowly, one step at a time, you know, just kind of keep uh, uh, doing it. Uh, so, uh, and I think our life, the more organized our life is in general, Pedro, the more successful we become. It's because you can, when everything is organized, you can do more things. Yes. That is a more key, time. That is a key competitive advantage. <laughs> it's the, the, the skill set of organization. You know, thank you for helping me making this realization. You know, I've never said this before. <laughs> uh, the skill of organization is very important, and I think we should teach more organizational uh, stuff on our channel. Thank you, Pedro. Oh, you bet. Yes.
Now, <clears throat> this is a way of just putting all your information together in terms of the actual physical things. But <clears throat> we have one more slide. Yep. Uh, we're just going to share a new screen. <clears throat> While I'm pulling that up, Pedro, how much time do you spend uh, in a month, let's say, organizing your stuff? Uh, if you do it on a regular basis, it should take no less than two hours. Uh, I will. I will share everybody this. I started doing this because organization is kind of um, not not joy for me. It's just kind of work. So I always have a drink with my wife, and we're always we're organizing together. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just a little bit of like uh, a support because to us it's kind of work. <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, and this is, and it actually becomes. A quite a challenge situation, you know, especially for people like me, because uh, organization to me, you know, are they naked eye? It's just a nuisance because I'm not making money, so to yeah. speak, you know. But if you actually think deeper, you're gonna realize that if you're organized, you're gonna actually make a lot more money because you're more relaxed. You're able to actually not miss any deadlines. You know, and you have everything at your fingertip, so you can negotiate so much better. Uh, yes, yes, Pedro. I think um, uh, the time you spend on organization, I think, is actually the most valuable time that you can put in your business. You're you're investing that time into your business. Yes. <clears throat> now, this record keeping goes hand in hand with a calendar. Okay, you need to be able to have a calendar for your uh, <clears throat> daily task, weekly task, monthly task, and yearly task. Okay, and let me give you an example of a yearly task. Okay, last week, uh, rather not last month, I received a renewal for my windstorm policy on one of my properties in Parliament. Okay. Well, what I did was, I said, okay, it expired on April 20th, 2020. So it was just renewed. So I immediately go to my calendar, and on March 19th, I put on my calendar, review wind policy for the house in Parallel in Green Tea. Okay. Now I know I can just put that away and not worry about it because my calendar come uh, March 19, 2021 is going to pop up and it's going to tell me, listen, your policy is going to expire in a month. It gives me the, it gives me the opportunity to make sure that I pay it on time. I have a whole month to pay, but it also gives me the opportunity to chop that policy. So I can actually call competitors and say, listen, uh, run my numbers and see, you know, what you can do for me on this policy. So now I have the assurance that my insurance is not gonna lapse. Now I have the opportunity of knowing that uh, I'm gonna be able to shop it. And I know exactly when it's due. So 
that is extremely important. And just like on a daily basis, anything that you're going to do, you know, when you put in your calendar, you know, from eight o'clock until six o'clock or whatever time you want to put in for work, you fill in those slots with the activity that you're going to do. And once you fill all your slots, so one, I, I create my calendar so that my calendar dictates me what I have to do. Once I put it on the calendar, you know, like, I mean, I knew on my calendar that I have the trend, you know, presentation on Thursday at five o'clock. Well, guess what? At four o'clock, it rang. Get ready, because that's the, other, the, the lead time that I needed. I didn't have to think about it. It rings, the alarm, one hour to go, prepare, and it's done. But if you don't have that schedule, if you don't have that format, you're going to be late, lose opportunity, and you're not going to be able to portray the most professional front that you want to. And that will kill your business because people will not want to do business with you. You're not serious. So I um, it's very important that I think professionalism is, uh, can be also a, a competitive advantage. The more professional you, uh, you carry yourself and in all your behavior, the more it inspires trust. Uh, and, and also time management. Oh, so Pedro, maybe we want you to come back and share with us your time management. <laughs> well, let me share with you, first of all, uh, some of my uh, record keeping in order to help me with my financials. This spreadsheet over here is a Excel spreadsheet okay, that I have. And this particular, I mean, and what I do is I have one Excel spreadsheet. And then if you look underneath at the bottom, it has different sheets, you know. And every of those sheets underneath is for either a property, a company, or a task. The first one is uh, my mileage. I want to be able to keep mileage so that I can discount it on my taxes when I put it in. So if you look at, uh, it goes from date. And the first column is my date. The second column is from, my starting point. From where am I going to go to where am I going to go? Okay. Now to make the IRS happy, I make the, uh, the next column is what am I doing there? Okay. Well, am I, you know, in this particular case, you know, the first, you know, and the first one is I do repairs. Okay. And then I calculate the miles from point one to point two. And it goes right into the last column where it says mileage. If I, if I could chime in here, you know, for those of you who are a little more of a beginner, you know, you don't need to do this, but if you do it, you can claim tax credit, you know, which is why we're in business, right? So we can write off a lot of taxes. <laughs> yes. And if you actually, if you were to scroll all the way down on this mileage thing, I have a formula for the uh, Zoom. It sums everything. So it, the computer automatically adds up uh, all my miles year to date. So... As of March 5th, I have already uh, gone 1,565 miles. And you can see over here under the purpose is inspections, repairs. Uh, when I go to a seminar, 
I put in seminar. If I'm doing networking, I do network for the purpose because the IRS would want to know what did you do? Was it a business you know, reason why you did? And then yes, this is my purpose. This is why I was there. So by doing this, you capture every mile and at the end of the year, all you have to do is just say to your accountant, so many miles for the year and it's done. Here's a cake. Now, if you go to the next, uh, to the next tab, okay, this is my company, okay. Now, in your company, you're gonna have expenses that you typically are not associated with any particular house. So, uh, such as stationery, ink, you know, uh, computer updates, stamps, you know, and you notice that it goes month by month. And at the end, it has a total. Uh, now, I categorize all of this. So I say, uh, right now we see uh, bank interest, you know, with a bank. Okay, uh, all my interest expense goes from every single bank that I use, every account. And then it adds up at the, at the bottom. You know, when if I were to put it, uh, the information in there, then it will actually add up automatically and then bring us a, brings it across. Now, because my company doesn't make any money, okay, uh, in order to be able to have some revenue uh, against all the expenses that I have, what I do is all the lay fees or any other non-renter income that I generate from uh, my houses goes into this company. So this company is the management, you know, is the manager, is the, is the management company. Mm, yeah. so, so if you see on top, you know, uh, at the very beginning, you're gonna have uh, the income, but that income is actually lay fees, uh, any other fees that I collect, uh, and that would actually put it into all the way across, it adds it, and then all the expenses get reduced from that. It's passed through. Uh, over here, when I put in on the tap, I put in you know the name of the company. Uh, then you should have form is when you establish your company. You know, and you put in the date when you establish it. Okay. And over here on the other side, you're gonna have the year for which you're actually are expensing uh, you know all the income and expenses. Then you go to the next. Uh, sheet on the bottom and it begins uh, the company. Okay, I took out the address, but my house, you know, one of the houses that I have in Lamarck, okay, uh, it was uh, the purchase price, the date. Uh, I purchased it for $120,000. Uh, it was purchased in two, July 3rd, 2007. The deed was recorded on July 16, 2007. This property now is worth uh, $275,000. Uh, it was a very nice uh, purchase. It has given me a lot of equity buildup. Okay, uh, now if you go to the next one, uh, this is actually a lot that is adjacent to the house that I have in Lamarck. I negotiated it with the, uh, when I first bought this, I bought this house under foreclosure and and the owner owned the lot right next to it, which was in a separate deed. 
So what I did was I leased the house back to him in exchange for the lot. So I was able to buy the lot without having to pay a penny, you know, just the rent uh, substitution in lieu of rent. Yeah, I, I bought the lot and it worked out really well. Then you have the Nest property, uh, 2199. Uh, this is just an example of here. I, I left some numbers over here. Okay, the rent is actually 1975, you know, uh, for every month, you know, and then I do have insurance expenses. I just didn't put it in, but look at the taxes, you know. You put in the taxes over, you know, the county, 2400, uh, the S, uh, the Clare Creek ISD is 3049 and the system automatically adds it up, you know, 5000 So you see, you're going to have subcategory for insurance, and the one category for interest expense, then subcategories for taxes, then you have maintenance, and then you have repairs. So you can actually organize everything really well. Now, in between, uh, you have go down to, if you can scroll down all the way down, can you? Okay. Now you see, uh, all my expenses go over here on line 37, which is subtotal. Then in between line 30, 38, 39, and 40, I allocate that to small pools or anything that you buy that has to be capitalized and depreciated. You cannot expense it all at once. So uh, if I did a, an AC system, well, you cannot depreciate, you cannot expense the AC price all in one year. It has to be over seven years. So I put it in here and I, you know, and I, I tell my CPA, this is an, an AC unit, costs $8,000, and he knows then the schedule by which to depreciate it instead of expensing it for the full amount. So this is your budget for every house, each tab of these, and the part 19 LLC is the, is the budget for the entire, you know, is kind it, of the parent company for all the portfolio well, companies, kind part, of. Part, and part 19 is the management company. Yeah. You know, because the properties themselves, I hold, I, I own the title under my name or the uh, part 19 LLC, all under Winrow property, uh, that is another LLC that I have. And but but the, I use part 19 in itself as a management uh, company to manage. And it has its own expenses, as I know, as I, and then that's collect. Got it. And so, uh, Pedro, if I could uh, uh, try to, uh, I'm trying to understand your business, is that you buy houses, you uh, fix it up, and then you rent it. Is that your, your main strategy? Oh. Uh, I also, well, I either sell or uh, I rather flip or hold. Okay. Now, whether I hold or sell depends on two elements for me. Okay. The first element is my liquidity position. Okay. If I have enough liquidity so that I can buy more uh, and rent this one, then it's fine. Then I just uh, keep it. Now, or if I don't have enough liquidity, then I sell it. The other reason why I would sell is if I buy a really good property in a neighborhood that is not so good, so it's not going to appreciate that much, 
and I don't want to deal with a with a type of tenants that will be attracted to that area. Okay, I don't want to have to carry my Glock, you know, to go and collect rent. You so what I, at that point, what I do is I just flip it, take my profit, and reinvest it someplace else. I think that's a really good, really uh, good strategy because you can. Uh, well, when you when you see a deal, you can capitalize on the deal, and then you go, okay, do I want to keep this deal? No, nope, mm, I just want to cash out, and then I only keep the ones where I believe in the neighborhood and where it's going. Exactly, you know. So if you're able to have, this is why, like the property that I was telling you, you know, uh, on Lamarck, you know, it went from, you know, uh, one twenty to. Uh, 275. I mean, uh, and that's just the, that's just, that's not counting all the rent that is collecting on $2,000 monthly rent. So uh, it works out very, very well. But I had other, you know, well, the location uh, was good, but it was surrounded by all uh, rent, uh, low income uh, rental housing and then other uh, houses that are just really ugly looking. So I knew that that property was not going to appreciate anything for the fulfill for the fulfill or his future. So therefore, I sold it. I made I think it was like sixty thousand dollars, and I took my capital, my profit, and reinvested it someplace else. Very nice. Now, if we scroll all the way to the end, uh, the, not, the, not the end. I mean, the last. Uh, all my other properties are basically the same. Now, uh, except that you have uh, uh, Pin Oak. Can you uh, do Pin Oak? Okay. This is, uh, is a property that I bought, and I don't like to wholesale that much, but I have a situation where someone really wanted the house. So I bought it for like uh, for $48,000, and uh, two months later, all I did was clean it. And then I sold it for seventy-six. Man, this, this is the reason we're in real estate. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so that was, you know, uh, something that just fell on my lap, basically, you know, uh, I said, okay, fine, you know, because uh, I do have four other projects that I'm working on, so it, it really didn't deter me, you know, but it was uh, a nice, uh, a decent profit, you know, for uh, just cleaning the house, you know, he made $26,000, uh, you know, net of closing costs and everything. So it didn't work, it worked out fairly well. Now, if we go to the total uh, on the bottom here, now you're gonna look at a different picture. Instead of having all the months on the top, January, February, March, all the way down to December, now you have all the properties that I own. So you have house one, house two, you know, I put the, I didn't put the address, but basically, you know, house one, house two, and it goes all the way to say 12 houses. And then I have down the same expenses, but this is on a global. So I see when I look at, if I say, you know, uh, if I'm saying insurance, it goes for every house and then it adds it up at the end now, this column over here on the total <clears throat> is telling me my whole company for the year. Uh, if you go all the way to the end, okay. So uh, these are inaccurate numbers because I wanted to miss 
and change some of the numbers per se, but just to give you a flavor, okay? Uh, it's all categorized, so I know how much I spend on insurance, on tax, interest, uh, HOA, uh, for every house, and then I add it all up. And now my company created the total. So in this particular case, I have that much income, those much expenses, and then on the bottom, I show my profit. You know, this is like $137,000. Uh, but you can see that a lot of the houses don't have any numbers. So uh, this is just uh, to give you the format. But this is the master one. This is the one that you want to have that you give to your CPA. You don't have to give each individual uh, house. So this one has all the houses all at once and the total. It makes it very, very, you know, it makes it very, very convenient. And then, if, and then it's also a good management tool because then when you're looking at the whole picture, you look at what house is giving you how much profit, you know, or which house is consuming the most expenses, you know, and what's going on. So this is like a really good management tool aside from the fact that it keeps you organized. Your CPA is going to love you because all you have to do is just transfer the numbers from your uh, sheet into the uh, tax uh, form that they have, and it's done. So it's just like copying. There's no calculation. Everything is added. Everything is formatted in a way that it's just a piece of cake. Now, uh, if we go uh, back to the uh, go back to the uh, house by house. Uh, Okay, uh, let's see, I'll be on credit cards. Oh, credit cards? Yes. When you're managing your credit card, okay, this is, uh, this is something that I do, okay? Uh, what, I pay, whatever payment I make during that month, I make the payment, and then I see January payment, January balance. So now, by looking at this, I know which call I have paid for that month or not. So this way it helps me not to be late also, you know, because now if I see a payment for every, uh, for every call on, uh, on for the month, then I'm good. Now something else that I have that I do to reassure me that I actually make the payment and also to make the numbers look good. What I do is if I can have a carrying balance, I always make it even so that if, let's say the first one, lows, you know, if my uh, bill, my minimum payment was $75, well, I'm not gonna pay $75. I added, I run it up to 100 because I wanna make this balance 900 even. So if I see 900 even, saying uh, 75K, 800 even, $700 even. It makes it really simple for me because I'm actually bringing it to the closest zero, I mean, uh, to the hundreds. Now it tells me that I actually paid and it calculates it easier for me so that I know how much I owe. So I just add a little more if I need to add a little more, whatever, and makes it very, very simple. Mm, that's a that's a big one, Pedro. Thank you for sharing. Yes, because see, when you have, first of all, every month you know that you made the payment because you show that there was a payment made, 
but also the balance that you carry, you wanted to have it zeros, you know, uh, 10,500, you know, or 1,300, but you want it to be in the hundred, even. Yeah, just a it little just makes, bit. It, it makes it really nice, you know. Yeah. Now, if you look at UTR, I also happen to be a realtor, okay? So, uh, and I'm a member of, you know, I work for uh, UTR, Texas Realtor is my broker. So now over here, I do the same thing, month by month. This over here, you know, the commission is what I make, that's my income, okay? And then uh, I have three other lines, just in case I have any other income that I want to declare under my agency report. And that gives me the, the subtotal, which is the total uh, income that I have for the month and which adds it all the way up. And then if I do the, uh, every, every money that I get, I can tell you what property I got it from. So if I generated uh, money from Sunrise, I put it there uh, when I, because when I lease, I pay myself a broker fee. You know, so when I bring it over here. It's uh, advantageous to have a license, right? Over time, it's, yes. uh, it lowers your cost basis. You, you can make more money. Oh, yes. If I have to buy a property that is not on pre-foreclosure or the job is to be in the MLS, uh, well, I'm already going to make 3% because I got to be the buyer agent. You know, on the other end, if I have to list a property, I'm not going to pay 6%. I'm only going to pay 3% because I'm the uh, seller agent. So I save myself, you know, 3% either or. You know, and if I'm selling and I happen to generate the buyer, then I don't pay any uh, commission. I, uh, I, want to, I want to shift the conversation a little bit. Uh, Pedro, you know, thank you for sharing. And it's related to what you just showed here. I've been thinking about adding more uh, member benefits uh, to the real estate IQ benefit. So maybe like asking discounts for different retailers and stuff. Could you share with me, you know, what retailers, if we get discount from, would benefit you? Well, that's not that actually will, read, uh, will benefit me. But Steve, you know, in this community, it's not about me. Or the community? No. Yes, please. Yes. So that... Uh, if I know, I know places where you can buy at a discount, I get nothing in return you know, for it. But if I can help the community, I will be very happy to uh, refer them uh, to places that I go and buy much less, you know what I mean? 30, 40% below the prices that you're gonna get at Home Depot or Lowe's. Yeah. I'm happy to be able to share it. You know, you can actually put in my email or phone number uh, for the audience and they can call me and I'll be very happy to serve that as part of the community because basically in this case, I'm trying to uh, represent Real Estate IQ in providing additional benefit in, to the community, to all the participants. Yeah, I think uh, Office Depot is a big one, you know, all the, you know, what you share with your filing system. And I think uh, Home Depot and Lowe's, we wanna have, we wanna set up a really good, uh, a discount structure for all our people. Yes, I mean, you may be able to do it as a community. I personally have an account at Home Depot and, and Lowe's, and I know that Lowe's gives me 
5% back uh, for everything I buy because I have the, uh, the account with them. I'm a pro client. Cool. You know, but the idea is uh, if you can actually become a client of, of Lowe's, then you know that you're going to go and get establish a company account. If you have a corporate account, you're going to get 5% less. Now, if you're going to do a major project, whether it be Lowe's or uh, Home Depot, if you go in and provide all the materials that you're going to buy at once, then they chop it and they can be able to give you a much bigger discount. Mm. But you have to go out and tell them that you're going to be spending, you know, $10,000, $15,000, whatever. And then they actually go and price it as a whole unit, not just piece by piece. Oh. So that, you know, you can do. You know, and the other things that I do is when I buy it at Lowe's or uh, or Home Depot is I always buy in bulk. You know, if I buy, you know, uh, if I'm going to do cork, you know, cooking, I buy the whole box because it's a contractor uh, discount. You know, and I know that since I'm in the business of real estate, if I have two or three leftover, I'm going to use it on the next property. So it's not uh, a waste to me. It's actually pretty good. Oh, Pedro, uh, would you like to answer uh, one of our participant questions? Yes. Do you link your property worksheets to your total worksheets? I'm sorry? Uh, so you have separate worksheets for your properties. Yes. Do you link them to your total worksheet? That I have not been able to do. But that would actually be uh, one good thing to do, to be able just to have them. Because I have macro formula so they can add within each worksheet but i don't have one that transfer the subtotals into the master uh sheet so that it gives me the grand totals those i actually have to put in manually i think uh potentially uh, your system here uh pedro you know we're just talking amongst friends if it's something that i we think you think that can benefit uh, everybody? Maybe we can develop it real quick, and then everything. Oh yes, yes. Because basically, this actually evolved out of me not knowing what system to use, so I created my own. You pay. And I just try to make it better every time, but I'm sure that there's always room for improvements. Yeah, you pay with uh, your time invested. You know, like all the all the. Or the lesson learned is all captured into what you just showed us, your system to. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, you can exactly. personalize it. And this is the guide that you can really just have a suggestion. And it depends on your purpose and what you want to use it for. That way you can uh, make it as personal as possible. Yeah. So, so we're a little bit all, uh, over. Uh, thank you for, uh, for staying here, uh, everybody. Um, uh, can we open up to the online networking portion? If we have anybody that want to speak, uh, uh, please turn on your webcam uh, and microphone and say hi. Um, and also, uh, Pedro, would you please uh, type in your contact information here on the chat? Oh, uh, I so did. Yeah, it's in the chat room. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So, uh, surely I already did that. So, um, if you need to reach Pedro, here are the numbers. Anybody want to go? Oh, John's here. <laughs> I see you. Um, can we, uh, okay, so if Elva is here, could you uh, turn on your webcam and say hi to everybody? Let's introduce someone from our team. 
Oh, that is an REIQ <laughs> account manager. Right, Elva, right? I think. Anybody? Uh, Jim, the one here? who asked a lot of questions earlier, Jim Lashaw. Would you like to add uh, a few of your thoughts about about organization? Or maybe introduce yourself, Jim. You know, join our community. You know, like we're just hanging out. That's why I uh, always come with a drink. Uh, or you can come with a glass of milk, you know. It's just a drink, right? A cup of tea. Who cares? Oh, okay. You can't talk. Okay, but that's why, hey, thank you. Hey, very nice. Are you from uh, the Bay Area? Are you from California? I see the San Francisco choice here. Just a virtual background, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just curious why you chose that. Uh, uh, I'm from the Bay Area, so that's why, um, uh, you know, it's like a very, I know exactly where it is that they took this picture. But, uh, you know, thank you so much, uh, everybody, for joining us. We're a little bit over. Uh, but we're gonna call it a, a, a night now. Unless everybody, unless anyone wants to uh, say hi in the next five seconds. <laughs> All right, so let's just call it a night. Uh, have a great evening and uh, um, enjoy yourselves. Enjoy. Uh, please uh, stay safe, everyone. And, Thank you so uh, much, Pedro. We're talking. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Pedro. We'll talk again uh, next week and next Wednesday, you know, come to the book club. I'm thinking maybe we want to do more book clubs in different types of books too. Uh, we are in the, in the business of uh, doing these uh, setups and I think uh, the, more, uh, the more groups that we do that has a really good, uh, serve a really good purpose, I think that's, uh, that's, really, that's really good for the community, right? So, you know, if there's anyone who wants to volunteer and, you know, join us and um, uh, help us grow the community, you know, please, please help us. You know, we, we can only grow here when there's a lot of active participants in our community. Well, I can share one thing about the book club. Anyone that actually joins is going to make an investment in themselves because you actually will grow. You will learn and you will refine some of your skills to make yourself so much more productive. It is definitely uh, something that is good because it's learning from people that have actually already done it and done it extremely well. It's true. And I hope um, everyone is able to take away something from this uh, webinars in order to improve ourselves uh, to get better and better every day. Right. So I'm just excited and applying these uh, organization skills. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Thank you, Pedro. Have oh, a wonderful evening. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. See you all. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.